Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Focus on their strengths. Top 10 tips to teach students with Discoculia. Is it really Discoculia? Why learning disability kids need the extra support and the lingo of learning disabilities. This is a podcast for week two in 2020. We welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, I'm so happy to be back. Yes, absolutely. And uh, we have nice new links in the new year. And uh, let's dive right in there. It says here, focus on their strengths. And uh, now, do we always focus on their strengths or do we actually, after assessments, outline the range of problems that they have? Well, obviously, you uh, want to know what the problems are so you can start working at it so that you mitigate the problems. But, but I totally agree. I always include um, the things that um, a child enjoys doing and is good at doing. Because you do need to have a balanced approach and, and children need to feel um, that they are uh, valuable, that they're doing well in, in some areas. Okay, they might need to do... A little bit more practice in one area but uh, when that's uh, a balance it's much better uh, for their um, well-being so this article is from the greater good magazine at the berkeley website okay. and they say when you're working with students who have a learning disability it is easy to always look at what their problems are right and uh, this way it also signals to the students to focus on their weakness uh, with all related problems that that may uh, cause in self-esteem and so on. So the article shows very nicely how we can help the students to look at their strength rather than at their problems. And I, I really love this quote. Um, talk about a sea of strength and some islands of weaknesses. So I that is that. fantastic. That's a very good visual, absolutely. Also, don't only focus on the labels, but explain that they are useful to know how to help a student. Yes. And uh, also, uh, there are very um, nice examples that you can use, um, like um, if you if you talk about abilities, um, this student might be. Um, able to do a, a unique association between concepts and understand things in a, in a deep way or uh, have a strength in seeing the big picture and uh, do creative problem solving instead of only saying this is a uh, dyscalculic student you can say this is a student with dyscalculia right, so that's a right. secondary it, it thing. does not define their whole person exactly, exactly. and okay. then uh, they mention uh, also self-awareness is important and self-advocacy. So right. uh, very nice, worth, uh, worth clicking on that uh, link. Good, good. Now our next link says uh, the top 10 tips to teach students with dyscalculia. Here we go. Absolutely. This comes from the website of the Dyscalculia Association in the UK. And I hope it's not too long, but I do want to repeat their recommendations here okay. because it's so important for all of us who work with uh, students with dyscalculia. And obviously there's even more information on there, but um, let's go over the most important things here. 
always use concrete materials, hands-on uh, manipulatives, okay. uh, like cuisinier rods, base tent materials, blocks and uh, shapes, tent, uh, then spend some time exploring and definitely don't take them away too soon. That's what I see very often in, in schools. Then thirdly, play games, dice, dominoes, anything that the child can learn to recognize those common dog patterns. Mm -hmm. Try to encourage, number four, to use more efficient calculating strategies. So uh, to start with, instead of rather, instead of counting all, teach them to count on. Or if you want to add nine, say, say what about adding 10 and then uh, take away the one uh, that we added too much. Encourage your child <coughs> to visualize math or to make a drawing. Very important. And obviously that is linked to using the concrete materials also. Then make math practical and multisensory. And please go low on the worksheets. Okay. Spend time on place value so that it's fully understood instead of just focusing on the names of those numbers. And, and I do see that this is a difficult concept to grasp if you want to flexibly use the uh, place value system. Then have a little and often approach. Repetition, so circling back, overlearning is really important. Mm -hmm. Then use mathematical language as much as possible and encourage a child to do the same. So instead of saying 0 0.25, say zero and twenty-five hundreds. Right. Then um, they often need multiplication grids, number bonds, uh, lists of um, number facts, and that will take away a lot of their stress during yeah. a test. And then at another moment, you can work on memorizing those facts. Okay, well, those are great, uh, great tips to teach Discoculia. But our next link says, is it really Discoculia? Now what? Yes, that is a, a very nice 32-page um, uh, report uh, with considerable detail that is produced by the SASC STEC uh, Discoculia Working Group in uh, London. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> by, by a panel of, of well-known uh, experts. Uh -huh. And they actually say that Discoculia can be uh, mistaken situation where the child maybe mainly has math anxiety or there are some other things going on now this report um, uh, was made in the late um, last year 2019 right. and it is has a whole guidance and they also work with the issue that there is not yet a common a way to diagnose dyscalculia. So they are here, um, they, they lay the groundwork to have a common approach on that uh, diagnosis. Okay. okay. So what they may... That sounds good. Yeah. Yes, it's very important. And get they get some commonality there. Yes, they, they, they uh, have a list of key principles here when um, the difficulties in math um, that are uh, supposed to be dyscalculia are unexpected in relation to the age and level of education and experience of okay. that particular person. So also, uh, if it's dyscalculia, the 
difficulties are always persistent. So this is not the two uh, chapters that you have a low grade on and all of a sudden you need to test the child for dyscalculia. Mm -hmm. Those uh, students have ongoing issues for years uh, and, and that's, that's very um, clear. Now, um, the issues in math should not be only caused by say inappropriate teaching or gaps in education say a student that has been moving a lot of times from school to school and a lot of uh, yeah. changes in curriculum or that has been hospitalized and very sick and wasn't Could able be to get reason for them to that be bad is at math. Yeah. exactly then uh, look at the social factors um, that uh, can affect attitude and motivation so if the kid never does the math you cannot expect that it goes well also, they mention uh, if it's only caused by math anxiety, then treat the math anxiety and don't yeah. label them as dyscalculia. Very good. Another thing that's very obvious is exclude uh, language barriers. And we have a lot of kids from different countries that yes. do not speak the same language at home and that's why as they in miss school. All the concepts. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, we also need to look at general learning difficulties. And then the last one that they say, um, dyscalculia is not uh, caused by uh, other uh, serious neurological, physical, or mental health conditions. So right. we, we need to look at the child okay. as a whole. And okay. it's a very good, a very good, uh, very good, uh, very good very advice. Good, uh, attempt to, to get, create some commonality around the, the finding factors. Yes, and, and if you go to the link, uh, it has uh, a lot of detail. It's, uh, it's uh, very clear. And I'm so happy that we are working towards a common understanding and a common way of, of diagnosing Absolutely. this. So our next link says, why learning disability kids need the extra support? Seems obvious to me. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, children with learning disability struggle in schools because of their learning disability. But unfortunately, it often goes unnoticed and it's labeled like a behavior problem or attention problem or a um, attitude problem. Now, in the long run, um, if they're not obviously detected and helped, um, they have ongoing poor academic scores and that invariably is going to affect their self-esteem and confidence. And that's not what we want. So the expert in this article point out why parents and teachers really must be aware of learning disabilities in order to reach out to the child in the right way and with the right guidance, not say always uh, throw more flashcards at them or more of the same type of practice. If you have the right guidance, um, most children can do well in academics. So a major conclusion here is that the centers where teachers are trained need to step up and lead that effort. Make sure that the teachers are aware and, and can handle this. And I fully agree and I hope that these institutions will, um, will take some time to update their curriculum because there's been so many new information in the last few decades that I feel has not yet trickled down into the teachers' colleges mm -hmm. uh, curriculum yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lots of material to go over. Now, our final link for this week 
is about the lingo of the learning disabilities. It seems sometimes there's some words that are thrown around that, that may confuse parents or teachers. Absolutely. Uh, parents and teachers alike. So this is a, a very good thing that um, came, comes from Exposure magazine. And uh, I do agree, parents are so often at a loss. Uh, they go to those uh, meetings in school, uh, IEP meetings or other meetings, and, and also just parent-teacher conferences, and there are a lot of those abbreviations flying around. And if you don't know uh, the process, that's another thing where they are at a loss, and what those word means, and what the laws are that are involved, what your rights are, it can be so overwhelming. So this are article really does a good job to get parents up to speed but obviously there are more resources um, such as the understood website uh, and and you can search around but i can only advise parents before going to such a meeting try to understand a little bit more of the lingo otherwise you um you're not um you, can't you cannot fully participate, fully participate right. in the okay. in the meetings discussion Good resources this week, good resources for parents and for teachers. Thank you very much for all your explanations, Dr. Schroeder. We hope to see you back next week. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com and she is on a quest to try and increase the number of DiscoCulia tutors in this country. And for that, she has designed a fully online uh, DiscoCulia tutor training. And you can get all the details about that at DiscoCuliaTutor.org. DiscoCulia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoCuliaHead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for DiscoCulia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.